Happy New Year to you and welcome in wherever you are today and wherever you're listening from. I'm so happy to have you over to feast upon God's word together. Get your plate ready today and take a seat. It's the 44, which is Matthew 4, 4. Man cannot live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Let's eat. I'm your host, Jed Yancey, from the Central Church of Christ in Ocala, Florida. And I want to welcome you into season two. And thank you guys so much for a, a great season one of the of the podcast. And uh, hope that, that you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed sharing with you some of some of my thoughts and and some of the things that are on my mind on a on a weekly monthly um, all the time basis really uh, we've got some exciting things lined up for you as we move into season two and a new year of the forty four coming up soon is uh, a six week series on koinonia and um, you know if you don't know what that word means it is Greek so. Um, you know, it's not like you should know what that means, but we're going to talk a lot about that. I've got a few interviews lined up and sprinkled in throughout the year for those of you that like those. And then, of course, typically my, you know, my practical life, uh, things that are on my mind and things I'm studying uh, kind of podcast. So uh, anyways, want to welcome you into season two. We're going to start right here because just last week on the day after Christmas, we uh, left to go out of town uh, up to Charleston, went, went on a trip there for the week. And, uh, you know, if you'll think back just a few days, you'll remember just how cold it was here in Florida. And, you know, doesn't matter where you were last week, it was cold. And, and it was cold up there, too. And and we walked into the house that we were renting for the week, and and it was colder in the house than it was outside. They forgot to turn the heat on. So, we cranked the heat up and we started to get it warmed up and it wasn't too long after we checked in that a guy came by and he checked us uh checked us in made sure all was well and and uh and we said yes and then he gave us the rundown on a few things we needed to know told us some things about the area and then said uh something that that with it being so cold that that many places around the Charleston area were without water at that time due to frozen pipes. And because of that, he said to make sure that you leave a faucet running, uh, leave one or, or two running even throughout the night. And so I asked him, like, running, running, like full speed, open, running water? And he said, no, actually, if you just barely turn it on and you let it drip, that's all you need to prevent the frozen pipes and, and prevent that from happening. So, of course, my next question was, okay, well, does it need to be warm water? And his answer was no, which I found to be a little surprising. He said that it just needed to be moving water to prevent this from happening with the pipes. Well, so, I mean, I, I'd heard of this before, I think, but I've never lived in a place living in Florida where I had to actually do this, where you run your water to prevent frozen pipes kind of thing. So I immediately hop onto Google and I do some reading about this problem that was happening in the area with the frozen pipes. And, and so they say what happens here is that water is such a unique property that it expands as it freezes. And, and obviously, therefore, 
puts a lot of tension and pressure on whatever is containing it. So the, the problem in Charleston, he said, was that some of the pipes were breaking because of that pressure. So no matter the strength of whatever is containing the water, obviously freezing and it expanding can cause it to break. But again, let me remind you what this man said. Just let your faucet drip. Not, not just do it, but do it for a purpose, to prevent the freezing of the pipe. You see, I, I can't tell you all the science of it, but from what I can gather, moving water freezes a lot less quickly than standing water. And so if the water in your pipes moves continuously... Yes, even from a tiny drip in the faucet, this can prevent the frozen pipes and prevent a really big problem. So at the start of a new year and the obvious time of the year to talk resolutions and, and we've been talking here about one word and, and choosing one word to focus on, um, as I, I mentioned, our central family is doing, you, you'd better account for and have a plan for what you are going to do throughout this year when the cold front in your life moves in, because it will. It'll come. And my question to you today is how will you prevent freezing over? How will you prevent the freezing of your heart and your mind and your soul? How will you prevent spiritual frozenness, if, if that's a word? You see, there, there's so many times throughout each year where either life gets hard or I get stuck in a routine or, or I'm too busy that spiritually I fall into a place where I freeze and, and I'm frozen over. I'm no longer moving forward in my relationship with God. I realize I've spent zero me and him time in his word for, for the last week, for the last month, for the last year. I realize I haven't spoken to him in prayer in a really long time. I realize I've been concerned only with me for quite some time. Whatever it is, I wake up and I realize, man, I'm frozen over. My heart is hard. Now, I, I doubt this is any of us right now because most of us start the year on fire, don't we? I mean, listen, I, I've, I've gone for a run. I've exercised every day this week. A lot of us are eating healthy to start the year. Gyms, they say, are full. So I doubt you need this right now from the standpoint that the pipes are frozen because we typically start the new year off with a bang and ramping things up in our relationship with God as well. Just like I, I started going to the gym and, and I'm, I'm now reading every day. I pray every day just like I'm eating healthy every day. And I'm on it, and I got this. That is this time of year. But something happens. Unfortunately, for most of us, it happens by February 1st. That cold front moves in. So how do we prevent frozen pipes in our lives? Well, what did that guy tell me again? Let it drip. Now, applying that concept to us spiritually, I, I think that we need to understand that the same applies to us. So for your 44 today, what do I mean? A, a few simple things that should be the constant drip in our lives to keep us from a frozen and hardened heart. The first of those for your 44 is prayer. 
Again, keep the faucet running and keep letting it drip. Cold front is moving in and and I know you guys have felt it before we freeze over and we stop praying. But but rather than take a day, a week, a month away from praying, one of the easiest verses in all of scripture to remember, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17. We can all quote it because of its brevity. It says, pray without ceasing. Don't stop. Let it drip. Leave the faucet on in your prayer life. This verse isn't a pray only when you sit down to eat or when you lie your head down to go to bed. It doesn't have to be an all at once kind of prayer that I offer up to God every day, but, but rather an at all times, the kind that is constantly moving. And when I'm constantly praying, when I wake up in my car, at work, with my kids, out walking, before I eat, how about after we eat? Before bed, when bad things happen, when good things happen, when I feel thankful, when I feel sad, when I feel joy, I could go on and on and on. So should your prayer life be on and on and on, like a constant drip to prevent a frozen pipe? Turn the faucet on, let it drip, and pray without ceasing. Number two, remain in fellowship with Christ. First John chapter two and verse 28, leave the faucet running and your relationship with him so that when he returns, you'll be full of courage. You, you won't be frozen. You won't be frozen over to the point that you shrink back in shame. That verse reads How about John chapter 15 and verse five, abide in me, let it drip. Don't let the pipe freeze. And when you do this, much good will come. But if you decide not to abide in him or remain in fellowship with him, you're considered frozen. As it says here, apart from me, you can do nothing. You're a frozen pipe. Let it drip. Number three, let it drip in the work of the Lord. Don't freeze up. Don't go frozen over in those things that are good and those things that are God things. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58, encouragement there to be steadfast, be immovable. I would, I would add, eliminate the possibility of freezing up. How? Paul says, always abounding, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Steady drip, nothing major, nothing huge. Just keep going, keep working in those things that are him, which would include finally number four. I think the biggest one of all for most of us, and that is to read, which, which really means allow yourself an opportunity to listen to the Word of God. You don't have to read the entire Bible at one time, but there needs to be this idea of a steady drip so I don't harden up, so that I don't freeze over. I think that with this one, we forget sometimes that any and all relationships, good relationships, work both ways. For example, if I don't talk to my wife, Megan, and I don't make time to listen to her talk to me, what's going to happen to our marriage? Frozen pipes. If I don't speak, if, if, if I don't teach, if I don't talk to my kids, if I don't allow opportunities for moments for us to talk together, them talk to me and I to them, what happens in that relationship? Frozen pipes. Same goes in our relationship with the Lord through our reading of Scripture. 
I think of Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. Don't let it depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. Let it drip. Why? Your pipes won't freeze over that way. You'll make your way prosperous, it says here, and then you will have good success. You want the quickest way to a frozen pipe? Spend some time out of his word for a long period of time, and you're guaranteed the result of a frozen spiritual life. But if you want the best way to an eternal supply of living water, open pipes, then open the faucet and let it drip. For if anyone is thirsty, right, seriously thirsty and desires the water that he provides, it's pretty easy. Come to me and drink of that water. It never changes. And while we sometimes feel like I have to, like I asked the guy, turn the faucet real hot, or I've got to turn it real cold, I want to end with something that I started with that this guy said to us in Charleston. As I asked him, well, does the water need to be hot? And his answer was no. It's just got to be moving water. I think that this is huge for us spiritually as we make this application. I want to encourage you as you start this year to keep things moving. And so the application today is is that, you know, again, I, I don't have to crank up the heat. I don't I don't need to turn it real cold, but rather I just need to leave my faucet open and I need to continue to let it drip in all of these areas that we talked about. Be constant in prayer. Be constant in your fellowship with Him. Abide in Him. Keep moving in the work of the Lord. And then also in being in our Bibles. I want to thank you guys so much for listening today as we kick off season two. It's going to be a fantastic year. Hopefully this helps you, gives you something to think think about when that cold front begins to move in in your life. Don't freeze over. Let it drip. Thank you guys again so much for listening. And keep on eating.